Howdy. Hey, hey, Jeff. Hey, Jeff. We ready to go? Hey, Jeff, can you hear us? Now I can, yeah. Okay. I don't care. <laughs> Looks like an alien. Yeah. Um, once again, I guess, are we ready to go? Gang's all here. Yeah. We're ready. We're ready. All right. Let's call this meeting to order. Um, do we want to do a roll call? Probably be a good idea, Jeff. Tegan? Oh, well, Jerry, you ready? Oh, well, yeah, sorry. Just speaking the Okay. Uh, Jerry Albers. Present. Brian Fitzgerald. Here. Jeff Gustafson. Here. John Crowans. Here. Becky Lewis. Joelle West. Here. And Nate Law. So we've got a full quorum. Five of us, yes. Five of us? Including you. Okay, good enough. Uh, let's see, staff's here. Petitioners are here. We're looking at the Freeling variants and the bosses variants. Do we have representatives from both of those applications? Good enough. Um, any public comment on non-agenda matters? Hearing none, let's go for approval of the minutes from our meeting of June 14th, I think. Has everybody had a chance to look at those? Once that we approve this written. All right, second. All right, anybody against? Hearing none, the minutes are approved for June 14th. Um, Brooke variance item is to be rescheduled. Uh, so I guess uh, Freeling, am I pronouncing that correctly? Yes, I'm curious. We can get in. I'm sure. sorry. I'm curious as to why that's on the agenda going to be rescheduled. It, it was advertised publicly, so people may have seen it in the newspaper, on our website, um, or gotten a public notice. So if anybody did see that, we want them to know that the applicants are in the process of rescheduling, rescheduling documents, and we don't want them to be confused as to why there's no mention of it on an agenda that it was originally advertised for. And are you going to re-advertise? Yes, yep, it's gonna go back through the advertising process so folks know what's going on. Thanks, Steve. So do, do they make a motion to take a look? No, so we're gonna fully redo advertisements on it as per a new public service process. Sorry, Jeff. Oh yeah, no problem. Um, 
All right, well, let's move on to the uh, item B on the agenda, uh, the Freeling setback variance. Petitioner wants to make a, or a presentation. Yep, there we go. Well, the petitioner talks, would you like to just put up the site plan sheet? What works for you? Yeah, sure. Um, not quite sure. Thank you all for having me here. I really appreciate this. Nice PowerPoint that I didn't have to put together. <laughs> and I enjoyed watching guys struggle a little bit with the technology <laughs> as a teacher, having to do that. Uh, mind was, was quite fun. Yeah, that's that's a pretty good look. Um, I'm not sure how much time to take up, how formal or informal to make this. I uh, don't want to get too long winded. Uh, quick, I guess, just quick background. Uh, my name is Shane Freely. This is my wife, Ellie Freely. And um, for the past 30 years, I've been teaching high school biology and human anatomy and physiology, also at baseball coach. And after a 30-year career of doing that, um, we just retired in June. Back in 2014, we purchased this property that we're seeking a variance on as a cabin. But certainly, it was somewhere we always, we've been coming up here for 30 years. Her sister has a place a mile up the river. We're up Seed House Road, up in the Mount Circle Wilderness, about as far as you can go near Hinman Campground is where the location is. And um, we absolutely love it up there. Um, we loved it up there. And every time we would drive home, it was always just one of those like, you know, we were sad to go back to Denver. So when I retired, we had the bold idea, against the advice of some people, that we were going to move permanently to our cabin. Well, the cabin is 24 feet uh, wide by 33 feet long. And just to make that clear, yeah. can we go back to the plot plan? Yeah. Um, that's the square that's not in yellow, correct? Or that's rectangle. Right. Yes. It's a little hard to see on that. Yeah. Image. Right. There's a couple of outbuildings. There's a shed, a uh, pump house, and then the the cap showing a porch over a portion of it. But yeah, in white, not in yellow. You're, you're correct. So there's a 10 by 10 bedroom, little loft up above that. Um, an eight by 10 kitchen. It's really, really tight. And then everything else is packed into uh, a space. The dining table, uh, couches, living room, everything is all into the rest of the space. So we're like, what would it take in order for us to live up here? Well, for one, for starters, with 338 inches of snow annually, um, a garage. So I got to work on drawing plans. I love doing that sort of thing. I never bored of drawing it. So I began crafting plans, and as we came up and visited the cabin and looked at it, and I put my plan number one, plan number two to, to, to the test, I know where the property lines are. They're all perfectly marked. I found that no matter which way I went, I was crossing into something. Um, I was already in the setback. Like the whole cabin is already, you know, half of it going uh, north-south. It runs right down through the middle of the cabin. Um, running east and west, it's chopping right through. And I'm like, there really isn't anywhere to go that I'm not already in the setback. And so in my best, out of respect for um, 
my neighbors out of respect for Ralph County variance ordinances and everything else. I did my best to try to squish as far to the south as possible. You can see a little bit of L bracketing of trying to squeeze that garage back into the, the kids and on the screen into that building envelope um, as to minimize um, the encroachment into the setbacks. It's really literally impossible to do it anywhere else. I don't, you know, I've got a septic line that runs straight out to the septic system. Um, there's a water line. I mean, there's just stuff everywhere that you're crossing over. And so a two-car garage is, is, is in, in my opinion, an essential thing for me and a hardship for me to be able to, to live up there uh, with all that snow, snow equipment and everything else. And then also to minimize um, the footprint and, and encroachment even further, we decided on top of that garage, it made sense to add the master bedroom up on top of the garage and go up rather than squishing out into this variant zone. Um, you know, currently one bedroom, you can't have guests up, you can't mean any of that. So it's certainly a bedroom is an necessity as well. But rather than try to move that out, make it a giant footprint, it's really a small addition uh, to what's already a pretty small place to live. And her and I are pretty, um, I don't know if you call us minimalist, but we can certainly survive in, in, a, in, in, a, in a small space like that. It's just a little bit more amenable uh, for us. And so that's really how we arrived at, at this drawing right here. Um, and I've probably drawn 14 plans each time, squeezing it further, squeezing it further to make it um, make it work. Any questions about that piece? Is that Seed uh, House Road right to the top of your drawing there? Yeah, Seed House Road, Road 64. You would take that all the way past our, we're on the back side of the river. So you go, you'll, you'd go past, the only way to get to it would be go, go all the way where uh, 64A is. Um, and then you come back down to it on a private road. Okay, so that's a private road then on that road. It is, yeah, it's a private access road. And it's tucked away. There are four houses that were built there in, in and around 1970 uh, when Edwin Ian's uh, kind of carved out this spot and sold lots to his buddies. And originally, I understand that the, the, the house and the two outbuildings were built when the property was 0.34 acres. Because I was wondering, why did they build them on the far edge of the property? They built them crooked and everything. If they would have even built it straight, you know, along property, I could have just continued out and not had a, had a meeting with anybody. But it was on 0.34 acres, and then in 1996, it was expanded to a 1.02 acres. So now I've got all this property out to the west, or to the, to the east of the structure, but it, Prior to, prior to the building of this, it was, it was all into a really tight space that they built all this. And I think everybody else, the other three homes are very similar. Uh, they're, I, I'm sure they're in setback buildings, I kind of guess. Um, small little carve outs, and there were no rules at that time, it seemed like. There were. There was a problem that I don't think there were. And I don't think it's right, too. But in 1986, they went through a replenish process in this area. But essentially, what you're seeing, for some reason, they're sharing my screen, they can't move that doom box out of the side. 
but on the image to the right, the property really consisted of everything from oh thank you everything from the driveway west. Yeah. So it was it was really punched into that you know that's a small rectangle on the west end of that. Yeah, right on right real close to the property line. Small little sliver. Let's um. Actually, let's uh, move on. Does the staff any have any comments to make on this application? Yeah, so staff are recommending approval of this application, and the applicant is requesting specifically um, to be 41 feet from the west property boundary and 33 feet from the north property boundary. Um, the reasoning for our recommendation of approval is because there are some clear site constraints that exist on this parcel, mainly being the existing location of that house. Um, we, by definition, to put an addition on a house, it needs to be connected to the house in order to put additional living space. We require that it be connected to the house um, and that master bedroom be directly connected from the interior of the house. So the current configuration of the existing house and its location have made it exceedingly difficult. And we found that it was clear that the applicant was making a concerted effort to make sure that that setback was going to be the minimum request that they were going through. Um, and he's accurate in the fact that they're really, they're adding a relatively modest addition to a modest size home. So we felt that he met the five criteria. This plot has these constraints, significantly smaller than an agricultural parcel at you know just over one acre um, versus our typical 35 acre parcel and the existing location of the house. Do you guys have any questions for staff about this recommendation on the application? <clears throat> I can just go through a few more photos, which are in your packet, but um, so this is their proposed layout, and the addition area is going to be on the right, kind of on the right hand part of the screen, where that garage is, um, a small dining addition, and the addition of a laundry room kind of entry walkway. And then here's the story portion of the addition, that's the master bedroom area. And just some site visit photos. Um, and as you can see, the, the addition is going to be kind of on that right-hand side of the uh, um, existing house. And then here, can you go to the opposite? Um, and so on the photo to the right where the applicant is standing, where that rock is, is where the septic system is approximately located. So it's yeah. running up against that constraint. Right, and the septic line is running right to the underneath the picnic table there. That's where it comes out of the house and it makes kind of a tail over to that closed And then this is just another view. Um, this is from that private shared road, and the addition will be on that side of the house that's visible in these photos in the print. And then this is the close-up of the side of the house where the addition is being proposed. So they're going to maintain that existing fireplace foundation. Yes. And kind of build the addition around it. Yes. Are the um, are there any neighbors 
close to you or are they hidden by trees? I don't yeah, there's a free, there's good spacing for sure. Um there's nobody when I was at my site visit, there's nobody directly visible no. from the house location yeah. because no. of the trees. And obviously they've all been made aware and haven't made any comments yeah. about it. Exactly. You know, usually the things that are problematic are when you go up, people right. all of a sudden say, oh no, it's yeah. ruining my view kind of thing. See, and they're all, uh, the other three homes that are there are on the river. Their, their fronts all face river and that's where they're, that's where they're at. Yeah, and we're off river. Um, so they don't even they're all excited. They don't want to look at this. <laughs> um, they're not even looking our way. Yeah, they're looking, they're watching the up river. So. Thank you. <clears throat> Anybody in the public um, have any comments? Doesn't sound like it. We'll close the public hearing. Does anybody, any of the commissioners have anything else? If I hearing nothing, I guess I would um, entertain a motion. I'll go ahead and move um, to uh, <clears throat> approve the variance to the north of 17 feet and to the west of nine feet um, with the uh, conditions and the comments included in our package here. The five, sorry, the findings of fact and the conditions in our package. Second. Any comments? All in favor? Second. Brian, second. Yeah, does anybody have any anything further? Okay, we've got a motion and a second. Any all in favor? Aye. 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 Chair votes aye. Um, good luck with your addition, Mr. Freeling. Thank you, Jack. Mr. Freeling, you're very welcome. <clears throat> well, in, in, in building, you know, architect, you can see working on engineering plans, yeah. really struggling to get the stairs, you know, and yeah. moving and wiggling around to make sure that those stairs work. Yeah. And you draw it out on paper, but does yeah. it actually work? And so he's moved it around a couple of times and he thinks he's got stairs that work. In the event that it turns out that I'm going to be, you know, 32 as opposed to 33, do I need to just make adjustments on my end? Switch it down, or do I have to contact you back so I'm going to need another foot? Or so if it's going to result in being in closer proximity to the lot line, then it's yes.
Boss is set back. Petitioner is uh, present. So we have the property owner and we have the representative here. Excuse me? We have the property owner and the representative here for this hearing. Okay. Well, I guess whoever wants to make a short presentation, uh, identify yourself and fire away. Steve Morrison, uh, your representative bosses on this retaining wall. So the house is an existing house we built by that 20 years ago. And uh, it's not seen by that step back. She's at 51. Yeah, so and so the uh, bank that uh, uh, goes up against the shared driveway, I mean, it's a shared road, or I think three other ones are up there, something like that. Right? But this bank is very steep, it's at least a one to one. And you can see that it's, uh, if it hadn't been for those uh, sawdust bushes and, and oak brush that are there, that there would, it would never have retained, but it's actually starting to slough out from under and roots are starting to be exposed and you see that the roots are rotting so it's just continuing going to continue slough. And really it uh, eventually could affect the road the shared drive shared road is right above. So um, we're proposing to put a retaining wall of ready rock uh, to retain that space and to keep that dirt from just slumping into the driveway so that they can have a driveway that they can get into their I may have missed it in the packet, but I couldn't figure out how long this retaining wall was. It said 15 foot tall and 20 feet from the road. Or from the property boundary, you built it's going to be at least 30 feet long. Yeah, it has, I think it's around nine feet. Yeah, I would have said 100, but uh, I was going to say there's some parts that are it's just going to gradually go up with the road. So, what we're concerned about here is, of course, the portion of the the over four feet in height, um, but it's kind of a as you gradually go up. The, the other question I had when I read through this, Tegan, was do the county road and bridge say anything about any of this? Because I know. Yes. Yeah. Okay. They, so they reviewed, this actually came about um, because the planning department reviews all building permits for zoning compliance, as does the road bridge department uh, for their standards for grading and excavating permits and things. Um, so they've already reviewed and approved this project. Um, we noticed that it met our definition of a structure, and therefore it required a variance. Okay. Any retaining wall over four requires a variance um, if it's removed or set back. So public. 
first interview, we wrote a very slow page with um, the design fit complex, the length of the complex, um, and the materials. Yeah, I'm still here. Staff have anything else on it? Um, just echoing what the, the applicant said, they've got they have an extraordinarily steep site here. This um, image on the right by the vicinity map, anything over red is grades that are over 30%. So this is a very steep property. Um, and then they have this shared driveway that is an easement, it's not a right of way. Um, it's privately owned and maintained. And the, the proximity of that driveway and Star Ridge Road um, and the topography are really creating an erosion issue. And this is the best solution. Um, I mean, going on the site was really eye-opening for me um, to see it is a tight driveway. And it's Sounds like it is becoming tighter and tighter, and it is difficult for us to pull vehicle into that garage at this point um, without having to do like a full time turn. So, I think staff on the staff level, we're recommending approval for this for these folks on this property. Okay. Um. Any other questions from commissioners of the applicant or staff? <clears throat> and I imagine there's not a lot of public comment. Um, if there's no other comments on this and I don't have any questions, um, I'd take another motion. I'll move that we grant the variance of 30 feet. 30 feet. By the bosses, and I'll adopt the findings of fact that the staff has recommended and the conditions that staff has recommended. I'll second that. Any other discussion? All in favor? Aye. 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 Staff votes aye. This is Pretty obvious. <laughs> Good luck with your driveway. Thank you. And uh, yeah, thanks for coming in. Um, let's see, anything else on the agenda for this evening? I didn't. We have administrator's report, Christy, do you have any? Yeah, we just have a short um, update. Um, Tegan, you'll probably have to um, chime in, but um, the Brooks variance for tonight will be rescheduled. Um, I thought it was supposed to be rescheduled to October, but I don't see that on my calendar, but I cannot VPN in Tegan. So you may be able to confirm that. Our new notice requirements. So we got, just for our administrator's report, we got new permitting software. Um, and with that, we have new notice requirements, which are just a little bit longer than what we currently have for all of our application types. Um, therefore, they didn't make it on for October. It sounds like they'll be on November. November. 
but that was what he told me last week. Okay. Um, there's that application, and then Tegan, I believe you were submitted another variance as well. Um, we have so far we have two that we're expecting for November, but let me just quadruple check in here. I do not think we have anything on October. I will, if I have any words, I'll email you guys first thing tomorrow. Um, Feel free. <laughs> thank you. Um, let me just double check. Yeah, we don't have anything on October, but we're anticipating um, likely two or more on November, um, but we're just not sure yet. And that November hearing date will be November 8th. What are the new requirements that you've alluded to? Um, so what we currently do, or what we were previously doing with the applications is Somebody submits an application and a variance was a 30-day public notice period in which we would immediately send out our adjacent property owner notices. Somebody would put up a site sign. Um, we put it on our website and it would go out to the newspaper. And we would do all these things simultaneously. Um, and then we wait for comment to come in in that time of writing our staff reports and doing our site visit. Well, the difficulty was, and this was for all of our application types, Follow that same format, but varying length of um, notice periods. So what we were discovering was it was really hard to get agencies to respond to our referral requests. So if we, if we really needed to hear from the Division of Water Resources or Colorado Parks and Wildlife or somebody, sometimes we weren't hearing from them until like the day before the hearing, which we would give deadlines, but sometimes it's hard if people are busy. Um, so we were sending out staff reports and then having to retract information because they would send us new information completely last minute after the reports were submitted. So now we're doing a two-week period in which we're sending out referral requests to these agencies, and we're sending a notice to neighbors saying we've got an application but we haven't scheduled it yet, and that way. If there's some really <laughs> catastrophic altering, you know, comment that we get from an agency, an applicant can amend their application before setting their date. So it's just putting a little, it, it adds a handful of days to each application type, um, but it allows us to be able to know if there's something really important we need to know from this agency before we schedule the hearing so that an applicant can respond to it. What we ultimately were striving for is to make sure that um, we have scheduled a quality application that meets all the requirements, rather than uh, typically what we were getting are were just the bare minimum and getting a lot of last minute information. Um, so the change had to do with that. And it also is important to note that it does coincide with the new city view software that the county purchased along with the city. So now both the city and the county have a similar uh, streamlined process that we follow, um, which will be good for a lot of our design professionals that typically um, you know, will work with both the city and the county and um, they have the same expectations um, and we have a similar uh, process. So uh, that was the long and short of that change. 
see impact and variance applications nearly as much as some of the other application types we get because typically when somebody's submitting a variance application, we aren't relying as much on some of these referrals as we would like a guest branch that might have a lot more impacts than the platform. Okay. <clears throat> Do you guys have anything else? I believe that is it on my end. So we're looking at probably nothing in October and maybe a couple of applications in November. And we'll send out an email tomorrow to confirm that and what we have on the docket for uh, November. Mm, okay. Sounds good. I don't have anything else unless anybody else <clears throat> has anything. We probably adjourn. Okay. Brian moved to adjourn, right? I did. Second. <laughs> all right, we're all in favor. See you guys at the next one. Thank you. Thanks, everybody. Stay well, everyone. Yeah.